fast when a kid can happen to <laughs> And we're rolling. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, dude. So this is uh, Invite the Neighbors. This is the first episode yeah. of DIY uh, Music Podcast. I'm here with uh, Past Life from Philly. Kentucky's on. Kentucky, Philadelphia, <laughs> Kentucky, Philadelphia, man. Kentucky. And so this, this episode is the first one I've ever recorded. I've never even set up my audio software yet nice. so i mean there might be some bumps in the road oh, <laughs> you know yeah, but that's what it's we're, we're figuring it out so if there's anybody listening that is on itunes or spotify or whatever or youtube or somewhere where you can leave comments just roast it you know <laughs> roast it you know as long as you download subscribe whatever you want to do that would you know draw advertisers to me like five years down the road when people actually listen to this shit <laughs> So, all right. So, you guys are from Philly. Why don't you just Why don't you just introduce yourselves? Let us know like what you play in the band, kind Ooh. of thing. Mm. All right. My name is Anthony. Mm-hmm. Anthony Masucci, and I play the bass. All right. From yeah. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> My name is Brandon Bauer, and I play <laughs> the electric guitar. My name is Dash Williams, and I am the lead singer, and I play guitar. Word. Hell yeah. I'm Justin. I play drums. What's your last name? Sturcelli. I'm Justin. I've always wanted that. Yeah. I play drums for past life. And I understand you guys are a Tame Impala cover band. <laughs> Strictly. Okay. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. So Only you guys eight. are on tour then? Oh yeah. So Only like. Eighties Tame Impala. What are you guys? Where like where's the where's some of the stops that you guys are going? What's the what's your name? Anything in particular you're touring behind or like? Um... Well, this tour was based behind South by Southwest. Ooh. We uh, <laughs> we booked an entire tour around that, but uh, South by was pretty hard to break into this year <laughs> yeah. for us. For just you know, it's just. Are you guys hard. just playing like house shows? Or are you doing like no, an we're actual showcase or? Well, for um, down South by, we literally just played like a backyard, some showcase. Brian, you met some of those guys down there. They were um, from New York who actually put together the house. Yeah, they were super nice people. That was cool to meet them. But other than that, we didn't stay in Austin. No. We dipped. Oh, okay. Oh, you guys have also... already been down there then. Okay. Yeah, I didn't realize. It was like a 16-hour drive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we should probably so... leave now. <laughs> yeah. And then where were you? you guys were in Bloomington yesterday? Yeah, Bloomington. That's what went back to back with South by actually. My friend, um, my good friend Bob Diaz, he plays in a band called Parachute Day. And um, they just put out a new record yesterday that's streaming over on Bandcamp and going to be up on Spotify and all that good stuff soon. And um, yeah, I, it's kind of the same with the show we're doing tonight. I kind of asked them like maybe a week or two before the show. I was like, Hey Bob, we're on tour. Do you <laughs> want us to play your show with you? And like, we honestly yeah. love each other. And we're just like, yo, thank you. Yeah. Yes, play the show. Come like, come on down. And it's just like, it was a really great time last night. It was um, it was a really nice new venue, new bar downtown Bloomington. It was just a lot of good people. Like mm-hmm. a lot of like, a lot of college turnout. Um, it's actually spring break down there. In oh, okay. So it wasn't like. You definitely saw a lot more, like, DIY punk-type kids out there. A lot more, like, just locals out there as well. Met some cool people. Yeah. Once we started sound checking, all the, like, the locals just like, ooh, no. (laughs) This is too too loud. loud. (laughs) So, like, what has been your guys', I guess, like, your experience as far as booking shows, like, along a tour? Like, say, like, filling in dates? Because, like, literally, Justin hit me up last night. And I know, <laughs> like, less than 24 hours ago, and now Thanks, you guys dude. are here. Yeah, <laughs> you know? thank, thank you. Thank you so much oh, for, yeah, like, dude. having this and, like, letting us, like, do your first podcast and doing the show. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I do most of the main booking. Um, it's, it's difficult. It's a bitch. I, it, it, it's, <laughs> it a, it's a pain in the ass. I had um, my friend Alex Martin. They were just, they're up in Pittsburgh. They play in a band called Short Fictions and Jimmy Mayo, and they're, um working with like some cool labels right now like chatterbox and whatnot and um i actually hit them up and i was like hey past life's doing a tour i know you want to start like start booking um other bands like full tours not just doing local shows do you want to like try this out and luckily like they're 
good friends too and just said yeah let's do it like I would love to help you guys I want you guys to like build something I want you to help me build something so it was like right. just a mutual benefit that like we both just have like a good worker and like yeah it's much easier booking something over booking a tour when someone's like helping you out it's just like really helped you push oh along. yeah i could imagine I, like these last second dates also like you're talking about like i was having dash help me as soon as this tour started i was like look we have like these open dates let's fill them let's not have an off day like right. you tackle this and i'll take this and then you know we're just checking in with each other constantly yeah. and just it pushes you to like just get it done and it's reaching right. out to like a lot of your friends like i had to fill um you had to fill I had to I had to fill Buffalo and Columbus. Oh, Phil, Phil, like F I L L. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were saying like my one friend. Yeah, I had a fill. Oh my god, <laughs> uh, I had to fill like, Buffalo and Columbus, and so uh, I scoured. Oh, so you guys split it up, kind of like all right, I'll, I'll work on these cities. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and so I, I I looked at all the venues in the Buffalo area just to see what was even open or available, and uh, just by luck, this one really great bar had an opening. And normally it takes like eleven months to book there, but someone had dropped and we were able to um, scoot right in and the other one for Columbus I was able to ask some old 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 college friends okay. um, and so that was that was that came in clutch that was cool so like how many how many tours have you guys done two this seven is, yeah this might be seven or eight at this point really? um, we've Quite done a, a couple long tours with a Canadian band named Molly Drag and like those were also one of those things where um, Michael and I were like hey, let's book this together. You take these dates, I take the, like this other set. And like that was really cool. And like that actually got us into Canada a couple of times. We played like yeah. Toronto twice. We played up in Montreal. We played Ottawa. Ottawa. What's it like going to another country as far as like um, just like the border and taking all your gear and it was, stuff? It was so easy. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was the very first time we did it. It was nerve-wracking as hell. Yeah. Because like, you maybe look like you got stuff. some green in the trunk, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. What, yeah. We well, got there and they're like, oh, you're in a band? Cool, have a good time. Yeah, Sweet. Yeah, yeah. What? All right, yeah. eh? The Vermont, the Vermont border, oh, so easy. It's probably coming so back easy. into the United States that it's like... Yeah, it's scary yeah. getting back yeah. in. Well, it's, it's a little scary, but it's easy, too, because it's, it's like, easy. oh, you're American citizens? Come yeah. on It's in. just the... the the border people are so much nicer going into kind of like the Canadian oh, yeah. border patrol and yeah. you know, yeah. coming into America is like so stern <laughs> I am so terrified I mean definitely like on the flip side of that or what Anthony's saying like when Canadian bands try to tour into the US like they have a hell of a time getting in yeah. like, there's been multiple oh. times I've seen bands try to tour or bands try to come over here to record and the border just flat out stops them even with like paperwork or saying like they're not doing this making money like it Canadians are really nice. Like, we're lucky they just let us come in and play. Like, we've had, like, maybe a letter once or twice, too, that's like, oh, we're playing at this venue, and they're like, cool, great, go, have a fun time. And like, letters definitely help. Yeah, for sure. Just to make it look a little more official. Yeah, um, that's cool. But So, like, I guess one thing I was wondering, too, is, um, so you guys have been, obviously, probably all over the place, having done seven tours, like... What are some of the spots that are probably your favorite places to play? Away from Lowell, home? Massachusetts. Uncharted. Yeah, Uncharted for sure. Lowell, Massachusetts? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. They have an awesome scene up there. <laughs> it's like an art gallery. And just like every time I've played there, it's just been filled with people that have like become our friends over time. The owner of the place is also one of the nicest people and probably one of the truest people to like just the kids like music scene. Like every time we go into that place he has like a new update to it like yeah. I remember at one point like we just walk in and like he has speakers now just hanging from the ceilings it's like whoa that was like, their last real time. Monitors, yeah. Yeah, like, what's the name of the place uh, Uncharted oh okay I thought you meant like it's Uncharted territory or no, something no, 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 no. <laughs> that's the name of the spot there's also Lowell, like, Massachusetts there's three people there at every show it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> Massachusetts has been like super sweet um, yeah, it's always impact. On this tour, we played down in um, Alabama, too. Sheffield. A, Sheffield, Alabama, at a really cool spot called Dorm 11. And that's a brand-new um, venue-slash-mini-bar that just opened as well. Right across the river from U of A. And it's just, like, it is amazing. It was such a good spot to play. The owner, Will, nicest guy. Will. Um, Willie style. Style. Will. Big Willie style. <laughs> Big Will. <laughs> and then, I guess, on the other end of the spectrum, like, what are some places that 
you maybe went there and you're like, okay, we're never coming back here, or like uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, Pittsburgh yeah, yeah. is that we, a little bit of the never, Philly Pittsburgh rivalry here? We've never had luck in Pittsburgh. Pit, um, yeah, it's been it's been rough. Like I have a lot of friends. I mean, the actually Alex Martin, the one who helped us book this, um, they're from Pittsburgh, but like. We have a lot of friends out there, but it's just it's always hard to like book the right gig at the right spot yeah. on the right day. Like, I've there's been some shows I know like I've had friends on tour have been like, yeah, Pittsburgh's the spot, but like for us it's just like it hasn't been anything super special. Oh, uh, okay. Um, where else has been like not the? It, I, I mean, everything's usually pretty fun, or like turns out to be like a fun story or something Connecticut. in the end. Connecticut's been like hit and miss. That's been mostly miss. The last <laughs> couple times it's still been fun. We play yeah, at a place called like Crunch House, and like it's just like a dirty like recording studio that you walk like basically between like tractor trailers and stuff. Like um, kids do always come out there, and it's like really fun and it's really nice. Like it just feels like a grungy like spot in the middle of nowhere. Okay. But yeah, I, we did play a house there twice actually. I I do recall. You're right now. Um, we played a house there twice that like literally nobody came out except for the band and like that was pretty miserable and then I think those times we definitely dipped and like we're like hey Lowell's up the street let's just like drive two hours and like hang out with our friends tonight yeah. and like not worry about Connecticut yeah that's why I think it always turns out fun for me because it's just like <laughs> yo let's go see our best friends up the road well that actually might make sense too like to just hit the same market again if you know you could get like a, mm-hmm. get more out of it rather mm-hmm. than going to someplace new just for the sake of saying you're going someplace new right yeah for sure you know so um and i was just curious too with like going to different spots like different spots around the country like what kind of other things that you feel like tie together like just this diy community as a whole like does do people seem to take it like feel the same way about it across the country are there places that maybe feel differently more into it than others I mean, I think you can definitely feel a vibe from, like, um, when you play, like, college house shows, there's definitely some places that are just there because it's, like, a party more so than, oh, like, yeah. a, a DIY vibe. I know there's, like, there's, like, two extremes of this that I can think about. Like, up in, we played a cool show in Syracuse that actually Dash and I just did, like, a duo set there, and it was so packed but all those kids were literally like just smoking like cigars in the basement and like just screaming and yelling over top loud music it's like you could hear the screaming more than a basement show which is like pretty unheard of like that's crazy but then like we played in a cool house up in um Shippensburg PA our friend Ian Davis kind of runs it Mm. and like it's not like the biggest community like it's a small school in central PA but all those kids are dancing their butts off listening intently like it's super fun, even though it's like just a super close, like knit, like few people. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we've definitely we've definitely found that in all these small towns that we go to, there's always some sort of little DIY community just there. Like they are there. Every there's there's that community in every single town, and um, when it comes to the small towns, then everyone comes out to those shows, and it. Um, it just makes for a really awesome experience. A lot of those people have never heard of your band. They're just there to see right, music right. and experience um, some new sounds. And that's that. those are always the best people that come out, honestly. Yeah, because I, I, mean, I feel like there's a lot of people like that around here. I feel like I haven't been to very many other DIY spots at all. I've been to one in Nashville. But for the most part, I've only been to spots in Michigan. And you notice you see a lot of the same people that are going to these things. So it's like it kind of weeds itself out a little bit it's like maybe only the people who care a lot about it are out i mean it's nice when you get a big show and you get you see some new faces but it's a lot of the same people sometimes but i feel like it's probably that way in a lot of different places because it's like it's almost like this self-sustaining ecosystem where half the crowds i notice are the other bands you know like people (laughs) in other bands are like the crowd and but Mm -hmm. there's enough there's so many bands around here that even if it's just like 90% bands in the crowd doesn't matter because you know they're still donating they're more likely to actually donate for the touring bands or whatever so Hmm. it's been awesome I mean I've only been getting into this stuff for the maybe the past I don't know six months you know Mm -hmm. and I was telling you guys before that like it's been such an awesome experience because I literally just hit people up out of the blue and everyone is so receptive and everybody it's like everybody wants to scratch each other's backs 
you know oh, yeah. yeah definitely yeah mm-hmm. and because we all kind of want to quit our jobs <laughs> and do this you know yeah for sure so like yeah. I, i've never it, it that's the unique thing about music i feel like where it's not really so or at least i haven't noticed it being really competitive it's more like everybody's trying to bring each other along right yeah that's the and, best. That's, and that's where like that DIY tour postings thread on yeah. Facebook comes in where it's like 25, 27,000 members and like everyone is just helping each other out. I mean, even we were looking for, uh, when we were looking for some dates for this tour, like we would just post there and I mean, like so many people reached out and helped us. Like people we have never met before. You can crack just, it loud, do it doesn't matter. Just do it. <laughs> we're drinking beers. It's okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, like DIY tour postings too. Like I really love when like a band posts something and like you see like maybe five to ten other kids in like just different cities go like back this band. You yeah. need this band. Like they gotta come. Like, but it, it's not even that. Like sometimes people just ask general questions like, what are some necessities to bring on tour? Like what are some yeah. some mm-hmm. like just and it opens up this huge thread where everyone can just like give their own input and yeah, you know, that's something that pops up on my feed, and I'm just like, I'm gonna save this and look back later. Yeah, I like, love the van hacks ones. Yeah, like yeah, I just, saw that one, and it's like people like creating bunk beds in the back of their van and mm, stuff. I'm like, I gotta look that up. I that's just insane. bought. Yeah, I just, awesome. I just bought <laughs> yeah. a van, and this is our first tour with the van, and so. Um, what kind of van is it? That. It's a 1998 Ford E350. Oh, yeah. I saw that bad boy. That's boss. She's, <laughs> she's nice. Windows and everything. Man. Yeah. She's, she's old but true. She's she's a good she's a good girl. How many miles on it? 120. Yeah. That's not bad. No, not no. at all. That's no. not bad at all. It was kept. Dude. It was it was owned by a school beforehand, um, so it has tons of prevention and maintenance. And then uh, one of my coworkers, his band, bought it. Went on like one little tour with it didn't use it for like two years and sold it to me that's that's like it's sweet she's a great man that's sweet so what do you guys um when you tour i mean i guess like what do you guys do to like kind of get ready for it like take me kind of from the beginning of (laughs) all right we're gonna do a tour and then when do you book it and then when do you kind of maybe stop playing other shows or like what do you kind of do from start to finish when you're about to try to go on tour so i guess like with booking stuff you don't i i don't really like say like oh we're gonna stop playing shows and like do this like i right now like past life is pretty much booked up to like june with like loose plans for a tour in july then like we have plans for another bigger tour coming up in the fall already so it's like i already see like 2019 done in the books and it's only like march right now yeah yeah i mean this tour that we're currently on i was checking my emails like a day ago and i started booking this november 26 and like <laughs> that i i 2018 yeah 2018 november 26 and i would like when we were on um, our tour with Molly Drag during the last, like, I, what was it, like in September or August, that's when Dash is like, you need to be, like, thinking about this next tour, the next tour south by, like, be ready to start booking it. So, like, Dash literally, like, planted that idea in my head in, like, August to be thinking about March. Okay. Like, it's, it's just it's, crazy how far ahead you have to be, like, thinking. It's really bizarre to be thinking, like, three, four, five months into the future. And yeah. Like, yeah. This is where I'm going to be at, at this point, like, in, in March or April. And um, to be able to make all the necessary steps for, yeah. for that. I mean, that's one of the things is on our last tour, our car broke down. And so we needed, we needed to get a van. We needed to get um, some sort of means of transportation. And so that's... Something I mean that that was so lucky the way that came into our laps, but um, you know that's something that I I had gotten a month and a half ago in preparation for this tour and I got it serviced and everything so right, we could, right we can make it out on the road and I guess with there's booking and there's you know ordering merch you have to do that a month in advance just to make right, sure it all right. comes in you order enough and if there are any mistakes you can send it back and get it fixed um, right and then there's posters and promotional material and And practice and practice (laughs) yeah um the the most important part practice so how long you guys actually been a band almost Almost, three years yeah almost three years come may okay i think may 2016 was our first show okay and so 
How long after like your first show did you guys start touring? January of the next year. Okay. Yeah, I, I the remember that. History is very important. <laughs> I think yeah. about it every day. That's just the past life historian, like. <laughs> Glad somebody remembers. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, it was like three months ago. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. So, I guess so. This tour wrapped. When does this tour wrap up? This is done March 30th. Last date's just in Philly. Uh, I mean, we've been on the road since, I think, like, March 7th or something. March so, 7th, yeah. March 7th, yeah. So it's like, I think it's 25 dates. 25 days with, like, 23 dates booked in it. So it's like, this is our longest tour I think we've played so far. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Which was something we were proud to say of last tour. So it's like, it's nice. Like Every tour is getting a, every tour's getting a little longer, which is... That's cool. It's it's good because we don't we didn't jump in and be like oh let's do like a month and a half long tour because like right when we we're starting out because that's dumb we don't know how we how we'd work together right yeah we did a lot of like week long <laughs> yeah yeah okay things like in the beginning that definitely were like getting to make sense of it all yeah yeah because there's there's a lot that like you have no idea what you're doing. Right. And every single tour, you do something like a little bit better, or you, you, you try to prepare for that. Um, and like this time, we got a cash box, like something <laughs> something as stupid, simple. And a square. Yeah. Yeah. Say credit cards. You're, or the yeah. the square card reader. That's something we never had before. When I'm embarrassed to say it took us seven tours to get up there. Um, but you know we got all that this time around and next time around I'm sure we'll get something else to help us out yeah. oh yeah I mean there's Caldwell by the way hey guys what's up Caldwell what's up <laughs> so like when you guys get back from a tour um, when you guys how long do you try to like stay at home and maybe just like do you ever just try to like dedicate time to just playing shows at home and like maintaining like the local base kind of thing so with Philly we um We've definitely in the past year tried not like taking a step back from like booking our own like DIY shows, but we've definitely worked with promoters to just do um, more bigger shows less often. Um, we still like um, I still book like my friends' bands and stuff who like come through town or if somebody like hits me up. I know like right now I'm working with a friend from Lowell like booking their show. I'm working with um, another friend up in Boston, Mint Green, and we're doing a show in May together. And like if if homies hit me up, like I will help them like if we've done anything or know you and you're good people like i we definitely will play that show or help you out and get you in a basement or a venue yeah. or something but for the most part like past life has been just doing bigger shows and working with like live nation promoters and stuff just oh, okay really. so it's been like it, it's been really fun and like they've given us like nice opportunities and we're very very grateful for those friends as well and, like, so like many of those people what are some of the shows that you guys have played um, like um, bigger, bigger shows, I guess. Our first show, so Hibiscus um, Janison. Our um, the first big one we got. Um, <laughs> and just got chungus. a random email, like maybe a week before the show, <laughs> from um, someone named Kristen Nagy from Live Nation. Shout out, don't get best. Um, no, they just shot us an email. I was like, hey, um, do you want to play this open for Hobo Johnson, like in a week? And we're like, Hibiscus Jenkins. Oh my gosh, Hibiscus Jenkins. <laughs> So like, that, was, <laughs> that was cool. That was like the first like big one we did. It was like a sold out show. For like yeah, that was awesome. People. Oh, that's um, cool. We, afterwards, we were like signing autographs and taking selfies and like, <laughs> yeah. a of merch. It was awesome. I wasn't doing that. It was. Yeah. I was smoking hibiscus. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get out of there. No, that was definitely the most fun show and like, then, ever. Like, and then like a week later, was that also through Live Nation? No, this one. So a week later, I saw our friends Nervous Dater. Oh, that's shout right. Out we reached in out in Brooklyn. They um, they got on a show with Foster the People. They were just playing like a few wow. like bar shows, just like after shows to do like a punk feel. Oh, okay. Like they did like a, a cover set. Venue. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they were they were on tour at the time with like Paramore and Soccer Mommy, and then they're like at, after show, let's do a club tour thing. So, like, yeah, I was like, Dash, hit them up. Like, Nervous Stater's playing with them. We can totally play with them, too. Like, they just sent an email to their promoter. They're just like, hey, can we open up for Foster the People at this show? And they're like, yeah, all right, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they seriously were like, yeah, can they use your equipment? If so, you got the huh. gig. Right? Yeah. Will they sign it? No. <laughs> well, there's this one they band. Talk to us. They, they, had, um, they had originally wanted another band to open up for Foster the People, but then the other band was like, 
yeah, we'll let Fosh the people use our equipment if you pay us like 500 bucks to use it. And it's just like, n- no, like that's not <laughs> how that works. Like you can't, yeah, you can't charge Fosh the people to, to borrow your equipment. Like they're giving you a show. They're giving you yeah, an awesome opportunity. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah, they, they blew it. Anybody listening, if you ever have that idea, <laughs> don't fucking do that. Man. Like just be grateful play the show that's yeah. invaluable yeah. it's completely invaluable okay so you're gonna go book a house show and you're gonna get 400 people who don't know yeah. who you are to watch you yeah no, not gonna happen I mean you know? Past Life is super grateful that they asked to charge oh, yeah. $500 yeah cause now it's only us and <laughs> yeah. the people yeah yeah it was great yeah. you could really help out <laughs> another band yeah. <laughs> by charging Foster the People money to use your maybe they just didn't like Foster the People that much and they're like these motherfuckers. If they're gonna Let's use see what we shit. can get out of them. If they're right. getting paid, we're getting paid. <laughs> they had that one song that everybody liked, and that's it. <laughs> Which, I don't know, might, may or may not be my opinion about them. But it's awesome that you guys got to play with them, <laughs> oh, dude. It was, it was, it was yeah. an awesome opportunity. Like, that was... That was really cool. That summer was wild. Yeah, they like, yeah. post us on their Instagram story and stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. So, like, what would have been... Um, God, I forgot what I was going to say. I can edit this out. Um... Let me get another beer. <laughs> Hell yeah. Another Going back to like tour prep, it's been like, this one was super kind of weird for us because we were in the studio leading up to this as well, kind of like recording drums and bass for our first record. Our yeah. first record? Yeah. First album. First oh, first okay, album. okay. First so, album. yeah, that's what I was going to ask about. Nice. I wanted to ask about, like, what what kind of discography you guys have right now. And then, like, what what's what's the newest thing? And, like, what, what are you guys trying to push right now? Right now we just have two EPs. We released The Loudest Sound. No, we released Triple Nothing in 2017 um, independently. And then The Loudest Sound um, with Drexel's label, um, Mad Dragon Music, in 2018 and right now we're um in the process of recording our first full-length album uh and we're we are beyond excited we sort of took the last couple of months to just sort of hash it out and write the album and right now we're working with 13 songs and trying to trim it down um it's just it's super exciting that's actually been awesome about this tour is that we're debuting a bunch of these new songs and trying them oh, out okay. and seeing how the crowd is reacting to them and it's for the most part it's been a, a very positive experience that's cool yeah, man it's been super cool because the album's not like done yet like we can still like add things to yep. it yeah so, like, figuring stuff out live is like been super cool because before we like had songs kind of recorded them first and then like hit the road and then we figured them out live yeah yeah that's cool like you you get to kind of see what works what doesn't mm-hmm. and then if you even maybe fuck something up on accident it sounds cool <laughs> yeah, yeah and then i've done that so many times when i record something it's like oh i made that mistake but it sounds but it's better than it <laughs> yeah yeah so i feel like that helps to have like some pre-production like demos right. of a song done and then you kind of work with them for a while until you actually get into the studio and by the time you get into the studio you kind of have some ideas about like how you want to evolve yeah those initial yeah, recordings and like who who do you record with Gary Sione we record with Gary Sione Papa G from the Barbershop Studios Um, he reached out to us a long time ago he's recorded all of our stuff Um, okay and he's he's really great we the first he he originally reached out to us when we just had just released a demo like really horribly recorded demo like shitty fucking demo you guys do it yourself so (laughs) fucking (laughs) Don't say no. It's, um, <laughs> Next subject. Go listen uh, to it now. We recorded on a really hot summer day in a basement at a place called the Pharmacy, and like we literally just did a live, live recording of it. We were in there for like six, seven hours, and like we we're just like going at it, like constantly, like just full banding it, you know, song after song, and like sometimes we were doing like six, seven, eight takes, and we we're just like. Oh well, one person missed this note. Let's do it again. It was just like uh, a really stupid idea. Like we're like we have no money. This is like the cheapest budget thing yeah. we can do. Yeah, it was like, actually way too expensive though. With that being said, yeah, yeah it was like we just we're young and not knowing what we were doing. Dash's computer also died like the week before, and we're like we're gonna self-record these, and then his computer's like fuck you, no you're not. <laughs> Go yeah. find someone to do this for you, and we're like. Yeah. But, you know, the thing was is that as shitty of a demo that was, it 
It got Gary's attention. It got Gary's attention. Yeah. It got a lot of kids on the internet attention, too. Like, honestly, helping us book shows and stuff. Like, yeah. people were hitting me up. or like, being Falston. Like, Yo, this- yeah. Falston, like, Maryland really bumped it. Up and low, people were bumping it, too. That's how we got moved up there, actually. Mm-hmm. Like... It's pretty um, stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's really stupid. Like they were not great sounding like demos, but like they were good songs. There's almost like, something endearing care. about that. I find like yeah. there's definitely a rawness to it. Like I, I have a couple friends that are still like, dude, I love those like original demos yeah. just because it was like live and we were still like super early on as a band, so it's kind of just yeah. like yeah, probably sloppy as hell. But it, they're, like, it's there's some cool bands about. that I know around here that I'm not gonna call them out by name because I, I like their music, but some of the bigger bands i'll listen to some of the some of their most popular recordings and like the guitar is just like out of tune yeah. like <laughs> the vocals are just super pitchy right but people i feel like latch onto that because it's like oh anybody can do this you yeah, know it's, it's almost like they relate to it more than like something that's super polished yeah it's, yeah. it's that sort of basement punk rock diy yeah. mentality where it's like well let's just throw this microphone in the middle of our practice space and press record and Put it up on Bandcamp, and there's something really endearing about that because you're sort of you're just capturing that moment of a band starting. Yeah, um, I think a lot of people latch on to that concept. Um, yeah, there's a certain novelty to it, which honestly has been frustrating for me because it's like I've put so much effort in all like my recordings, like trying to make them perfect, blah right. blah blah, that I almost feel like if people just like whatever raw sounding out of tune shit that they're gonna hear because that <laughs> like they can relate to it i'm not gonna argue with what people like right yeah you know but it's just like maybe i was going about this all wrong well, you know i totally i personally feel super hypocritical about all this because like when i was in college i was in i was out in chicago and i was not like music like into the music scene at all and like I was listening to these like DIY bands and stuff and I was like one of those kids I was like yo this demo slaps hard or like yo this first EP I don't know why they like change stuff or like just started like sounding like more professional but then like when it comes to past life I'm like well I don't want it to sound like that even yeah. though like sometimes I do even like when we first had those demos I was like oh man this is just so real I love it but now I'm like no press that Gary recording and that's awesome that's what's up right so like it's I mean, I totally get it, but, like, at the same time, I'm, like, I love crafting our music and making it just sound so tight. Like, it's definitely a two-way street. But. Yeah. So, like, what are your, um, what's the writing process for you guys? Do you have, like, a main songwriter, or do you... Dash. Okay. Yeah. I I spent a lot of time in my room just yeah. trying to come up with the skeletons of the songs, and I'm, a, I'm typically a very, very slow songwriter. It takes me months to get through through songs Um, and so this whole album experience sort of was a brand new experience to me because I would just come home from work every single day and go immediately into my like bedroom studio and just write until I went to bed and I did that every day for six months and do you write lyrics at the same time as you're writing music, or? Yeah, so I, I, I do all, I do all that together, and I I spend a lot of time on lyrics. I I don't like writing about cliche topics, and yeah, um, I, I care a lot about the melodies. And there's been there are a couple songs on this new album that I've I started writing. I had a chord progression, I had a melody, I had lyrics. And I was just like, it's not good enough, and I just would trash the like the lyrics and the melody and <laughs> start from scratch, and. I mean, it's. I mean, it's a lot of the time, your your best work is not your the first thing you come up with. And oh yeah, yeah. You sort of have to be really honest with yourself at that moment. It can be hard too. It's really hard because you get so attached. Yeah, and when... it's it's hard to rewrite songs. And like we even had a couple of songs that, like, I just had to stop working on for the album because it was we were going to start recording, and I just I could not think of the song differently. Um, but so yeah, I I. I I write the skeletons of the songs um, and spend a lot of time in that room, just like me and a guitar and just silence and trying to come up with stuff. Mm. Um, and then I'll share it to these guys on Facebook Messenger and be like, Dash, that's cool. Dash, that sucks. Um, <laughs> you guys have like that honesty too, where you'll uh, just yeah, be yeah. like, We're very honest. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll like try anything, but we'll also say if we just fucking hate it too. Like, yeah. yeah. We, 
Like, Yo, that riff is fucking stupid. Don't yeah. play that again. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's so fucking sick. Keep doing that. Like, yeah. this. One thing we like doing is that we'll we'll come to practice and start working on a song, and before we even start, just like learning the song, we'll just sort of like play my little demo of it and just talk through the song, be like, this would be cool here. Let's try this when we get to work on it. Right. Um, and then we'll just again we try everything. We if in, if we want to try like a halftime beat in a certain section, we'll try that. If it sounds cool, we'll try it again. And if it doesn't sound cool the second time, maybe we'll cut it back to the original or um, or a riff or a harmony. It's just it's it's a lot of trial and error and trying to like navigate what's the best song we can possibly write. Hmm. It's really fun that it's like rewarding. Oh, it's sort of I think fun. doing it that way, and it's it's really like fun to be able to just try anything. Yeah, that's, that's like the most helpful thing I think you can do for like your brain or the process. Yeah, as long as like everybody is open about things and like you don't want to, you're not too afraid to hurt everybody's feelings. Like yeah. say yeah. if um, someone maybe doesn't come up with a lot of ideas, but then they're like, oh, you know, I have this idea. Maybe they're feeling really good about it, and the rest of you guys are just like, eh. <laughs> you know, it might be harder to like shut that person down, but you still have to in a way. Right. 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 You know? Yeah, for sure. So it's good to have that openness but like that's interesting because i like hearing about people's different writing styles because like whenever i write a song it's like it i'm the complete opposite like i've never written a song over a period of like more than like a day really yeah like all the songs that you'll hear from us tonight were like obviously they don't come out these fully polished things but the the entire song like the foundation of it on guitar and drums is like done in like three hours. Oh wow. And like, it just, it kind of just comes to you. Like I I just kind of let it come to me and I don't know any music theory or anything like that. It's very like, it's based on feel and like, I'll just basically, it just starts with a part and then I can kind of just see a couple steps ahead. Like, Mm -hmm. all right, this is going to go into this. This It's going to go into Mm -hmm. this. Right. And by the end of it and Julian, my drummer, um, the guy that I'm playing with right now, he, has kind of just let me he just lets me kind of drive the drive the car a little bit Hmm. and i'm like all right so this next part we're going to do something that sounds like this and then it's going to keep building and a couple parts later it's going to drop out kind of thing right and then by the end of that it's like i don't really know where it's actually going until it's done but when it's done like i know it's done and then that that'll be it and then the rest of over the next couple months will just be you know tweaking the transitions right. and like really um fleshing it out from right. there and then the lyrics always come after the entire song is done okay like th- everything is based around the guitar and the drums and then the vocal melodies are next like i write the melodies before i write the lyrics and then i just trying to find words that fit the melody right you do that too don't you yeah i, I mean I, I i do the same thing i write the melody first and then i write the lyrics to match or to to fit in there but one of the things that we like doing is i I tried my hardest to have some sort of either either the lyrics finished or a story in mind when we start writing a song because we have a we have a a bunch of moments in our songs where the music will actually reflect what the lyrics are singing so it's we have this nice play between the instruments and the lyrics yeah Um, See, I feel like I, I try to do that too, and I let I'll, I'll sit with the music, and I'll just all right. What does this make me feel like? What does this What does this kind of feel like? And then I the feel of the music informs what the lyrics are going to be about. Right. So it makes sense. You might be coming at it from I'm putting one thing first, and you're putting the other thing first. But at the end of the day, it's the same sort of uh, end result. Right. 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 That's just really interesting to me. And I love it. Yeah, it's it's so cool. I, it's been hard for me over the years to like get used to writing with more people mm-hmm. because I used to be very much like, nope, this is exactly how I want it. Like, you know, I got so attached to like a song that I had written that I just like mm-hmm. had was very particular about what I wanted everybody to play, and I would just record everything myself, right? Other than the drums because yeah. I fucking can't play drums, <laughs> save my life. But um. But yeah, I mean, I feel like nowadays it, it's it's cooler. I would much rather be in a band that maybe I was still like a main songwriter, but I could be with musicians that I trusted to 
to bring their own thing to the table that that works. Right. And, you know, yeah, yeah that's sure. that's definitely been. I, I'm I was sort of the same way. I'm a very control freak around all of that. But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, and that's one of the things I'm trying to get better at with past life is just be like, I trust these musicians so well. Like, I I love what they come up with, and I'm just sort of like, all right, I hope. <laughs> this works yes. and then they'll just rip it and it's just like it's it's stuff I could never think of and the songs are become so much better than anything I could have thought of myself um, it's just I mean it's I, I I love I love working with you guys hey. you, guys yeah, you guys are great <laughs> <laughs> no that's what great though man yeah that's great <laughs> what is a chungus so <laughs> oh dude yeah, I'm definitely gonna bring that back in the at the end. I'll, I'll have that conversation at the end. Can I um, talk, can I go to the bathroom real oh, quick? Oh yeah, yeah, you're good. I'm like about to explode. Yeah. I know. Oh man, I've never seen a bathroom break in a podcast before. Me neither. That's sick. No, I've never. That's what's up. Oh yeah, they just they just edit it out usually. We could just keep going though. It doesn't oh, matter. Okay, Tanner, I have seen. Fuck that. We gotta talk shit on Dash now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, of course. So, is he, like, the most yeah, obnoxious front problem. man? Like, <laughs> that dude sneezes way too much in the van. <laughs> he sneezed three times in the van today. We were all trying that to was, have a good yeah, time. That was, that was Does he always try to be in the front of, like, promotional pictures, too? Like, <laughs> like I'm the singer. Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, dude. He's such totally. a piece of shit. Yeah, dude. You should try making music with him. <laughs> it's rough. It's he never drives the van. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he drives for two hours overnight and he thinks he did a big thing. <laughs> what a chungus. He's such a total fucking chungus. Now, what is the origin of chungus? I feel like that's what the people really want to know. So, damn. That's a million dollar question. My first <laughs> encounter with the chungus among us was uh, sometime around Christmas. <laughs> uh, my friend Adam chungus sent me a picture. Dude. And it was like a a kid holding a video game, and then it was like zoomed in on the video game, and it was like it's a chungus Christmas or something. And then it was just like another thing. It was like, what the fuck is a chungus? <laughs> <laughs> and I can't get it out of my head since then. <laughs> Certain random stupid words will just stick, man. <laughs> Fucking chungus, dude. <laughs> okay, so uh, as far as Michigan is concerned. How, mm-hmm. many, how many times you guys been through here? Yo, so once. we played here one time. Oh, oh yeah. At a place that was pretty interesting. Where was it? Oh, okay, yeah. So, I mean, it was a Harry super and the cool Hendersons. place, yeah. Like, watched movies all night, crashed on all the sofas. Um, I think the guy who booked the show forgot about the show and then wasn't there. And then one of the roommates let us in and was like, Oh, you have a show tonight? <laughs> Cool, wow. but nobody told me, but cool. And then he ended up, like, running the show and hung with us all night. It was, like, the coolest kid ever. But the show was just, like, yeah, the guy who booked it totally just, like, forgot, I guess. And it was, like, such a cool, huge room and, like, saw, like, the sickest band and, like... Yeah, do you know Through the Fire and the Flames, Flames on Expert? Expert. <laughs> no, no. That band it got was insane. Epic. It got... It yeah, got to the point where it was like, yeah, I don't know. At one point, he was like going around and like s- just staring, staring at, at you, like, like around, and he like put <laughs> his cell phone in like Anthony's pocket and like walked away and started playing some more yeah, and like turns- took his symbols off the stand. It was it was interesting. Huh. It was definitely one of the cooler things I've seen. Or <laughs> yeah, it was more sick. like different things, but like I think we played to like two people that night, so that was totally. <laughs> Interesting to yeah, <laughs> it was a what? fun hang. When was that? That was, that? That was um, I the summer two summers ago. It was like our last day of tour too, so it was just like a was really the last day of our show. Yeah, it no, was like, wasn't that the second last day? Of tour? No, because we ended up just like going home after. Because you guys that. were sick. We were oh super my sick. I was I damn. was like not having. Was that, that after like, Buffalo? Was that to Ann Arbor? No, after Ann Arbor. It was like. When Ma- when uh, Michael broke his elbow, it was that tour, and he dipped like halfway through. But we like did the second half of the tour without him. Still, that's still a Buffalo oh. tour, though. That was Buffalo Part One. Okay, not the time you were throwing up. So, at do you me. guys have any, uh, <laughs> any bands that you know in Michigan that you kind of link up with? Bands that have maybe come to Philly and play with you guys? I don't mm-hmm. know. Oh, oh wait, no, we played Jake, with um Jake Simmons. Yeah, I only know Jake Simmons. He's awesome. I played with him in my previous band and. We've we've kept what? up with him. Jake Simmons. Oh oh, we're playing played with, with him, him yep. like in the reflexes. He wasn't in the reflexes. No. Okay. Are there any famous bands from Michigan? Um, um Eminem. 
Oh yeah, you can see yeah. Insane I mean, clown posse. A lot of spew. Really? <laughs> a lot of spew. Um, yeah. God, I know there are, and people technically Sufjan. If anybody's listening, the other day we also we were in Nashville and we played with a band called Anti Ghost, and they were oh yeah, literally they're from Michigan, yeah, Detroit, and they were you the know nicest them? people, and they like, I I don't know them personally, but I know of them. Like I know they play with a lot of the bands that I do know. Yeah, they're they, super cool. They ripped up the stage. They were just like Sufjan. destroying <laughs> instruments at the end. Like it got epic, crazy, insane. But, like at the so end, they're like, "Yo, we love Pass. Like oh, we shit. can't stop listening to you. Like all the way back home to Detroit, and we're just like." That's literally like, yeah. the sweetest thing when like another band just appreciates you like as much. Yeah. As you, like, them. See, I try to that. do that. Like when I, when I become friends with the band, like I, I listen to it, and mm-hmm. I'm the type of person will who will send you a message. I'll send you like a novel on what I liked about your music and like what yeah maybe I didn't like, but you know maybe a constructive way. Like I'll I'll, I'll critique the mix or something yeah. like that. Or I'll tell you what I liked about the mix because it's like I know how much goes into it. Like I know how much work that goes into it, man. Like and it's mm. it's such a nice feeling when people take the time to actually appreciate. Yeah, analyze like, and just tell you the truth. Yeah. Yeah. I hate when people are just like, yo, it was good. And that was it. It's like Yeah. yeah. It's like, like okay. So you listen to it for thirty seconds. Cool. Mm-hmm. You know? And I just think it's it's kinda of unfortunate that I feel like people I'm going to sound like I'm complaining, but people can uh, post on Facebook or something and it'll be just like they're whining about something in general or they're just complaining about something in society. And like that post will get so much attention. And then a band who is a bunch of guys who are just like kind of going against what, you know, society expects of them. Like you're trying to do something original. And, like, mm-hmm. you put all this work in on top of going to jobs, I'm sure. You know, you put all this work in to make art, and you might promote it. You, you try to post about it, get people to listen to it. And when you're starting out, I feel like you just don't get any attention. People don't want to... I'm getting no respect. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> no just, it's unfortunate to me. But, I mean, I instead of whining about it too much, I just try to be um the solution to that you know like i i'm like all right well i'm just gonna listen to it and i'm gonna do what i wish more people would do yeah. you know yeah for I sure mean, I, the thing that tickles me the most is when like people post memes and i see that get like 100 likes and then a band like, yeah show tonight and nothing but i think like bands are definitely like coming up like with creative ways to like reach out to people and like get yeah. their post to be like a little more silly and like get that attention and like people then like you know they like that one like silly post and they go oh but like who are these people and then like yeah, Start heart attack into, man. Yeah, like heart, yeah, heart attack man. Like they're the nicest people. They record like with us, like inside the same studio as us, and like we got to play a few shows. They're the biggest sweethearts, but their like Twitter is like the craziest, so most insane shit. And like that, blew, like the other day, like they put their beanie on eBay and it somehow. Oh like, yeah, I saw like, that. Yeah, I saw exactly. that. Everybody yeah. saw it. Like it blew up the internet. And they got like every news out. It was like. So bands, like, definitely come up with, like, those creative ways to use the internet and, like, those type of shit posts, you know, like, get yeah. interaction and get people to click on you and be like, well, who is this? Let me, like, figure them out. Yeah. There's so an entire uh, Michigan DIY shit posting Facebook group <laughs> that there's, like, 250 or more people on there, and it's nothing but just crazy memes, <laughs> and it's just, like... All these people, all these bigger bands, like I know Mover Shaker from Michigan. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, oh, them and like Greet Death. Greet Death are like, getting bigger. All those people are super nice as well. Yeah, they're in there, them. and but they're just getting shit posted on. You know what I mean? Like all these. Mm-hmm. That's like the one group where all the musicians are focused, and yet there's not a lot of discussion of music. <laughs> oh, that sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's that frustrates me a little bit because um, I want to see more of that because I feel like musicians are some of the most like interesting and like most insightful resourceful people that that's why i like being able to sit down that's why i want to do this podcast to like to i guess normalize having these types of discussions and like to give bands a chance to actually talk about their shit that's awesome you know much appreciated yeah dude yeah and it's that's like i want as many bands to do this as possible but uh yeah i mean I've tried to go on there and be like, so hey, what if we did maybe a separate group where we everybody who wants to just like talk about their music, we can jump over there 
too, and we can have the best of both worlds. You know, we can shit post. I like memes. I'm not. I'm not like a grumpy old man. It's not like I don't think it's funny. It's funny, but like, can we also? talk about the music because like i read your fuckers lyrics and it's all sad you know it's like all this sad stuff it's like i know you have feelings but all you want to do is post memes about yourself yeah, and, yeah. and talk shit about yourself and it's and use well, it's self-deprecating the, humor to try to get attention and it's, it's to just combat like, the it's to combat the sadness That's yeah 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 exactly it's <laughs> like I, I just feel like there's this maybe lack of authenticity when a band you read their lyrics and you you you're supposed to feel something from their content like from their art and yet nothing about their image says anything related to their music right you know not that if you have sad lyrics you have to dress in black and like you know just be sad all the time Mm -hmm. but it almost like when it's like when your music on one side and your image is like on the opposite end of the spectrum i don't know which one's real and i don't know which one to take seriously yeah for yeah. sure i mean you i know? feel like at least with the past life we're very um genuine very like honest with everyone and like everyone like at shows and stuff like they try to have these type of conversations with us and like that's really cool and that's really fun and, like it's so nice that like people just kind of view us i guess like it's just regular kids too not yeah. like oh you're like this band like i look up to you like right we, don't really get that. It's just like, wow, your music's super cool. Let me talk to you. Like, I'm yeah, yeah. I want to be your friend. Let me add you on Facebook. Like, and we, we love talking to people. We really, yeah, like, yeah. We love I it. love meeting people at shows and like, yeah, like Opie. We got to go Opie, to game yeah. night. Like, yeah, that's, that's our sweet. very first night of tour. Like, we just played with this one <laughs> yeah. band. And like, so you're coming to game night tonight. Like, you're coming over and we're playing game night. And like, we went over. They bought us like beer and pizza, and we had a huge blast and hanging just like we played it was like, mafia yeah played mafia with like 20 kids for like hours it was <laughs> it was great like it was it people it was literally just like genuine people just making human connection yeah that's, that's awesome literally what i love and, that, and that's really hard on like when you're touring because you, you meet so many people and so when you get to have these like really nice nights and like really get to know these people or have these really good conversations with people it just makes it that much more valuable of an experience yeah um and then i feel like too as much as i will say that i feel like there's maybe the shit posting is uh it, it takes too much of a a heavy role i guess online or it, it's maybe maybe more um i don't know more present than i would like to see like musical discussion mm-hmm. i i don't think that those people don't take music seriously. You know what I mean? Like, I, that's why I want to be able to sit down with bands and actually talk with them and like create a context to where they feel more comfortable talking about those things. Cause it's like, you almost can't blame a band for not being like that online because you know that it just doesn't get the response, you know? So like when you sit somebody down in a room, um, it, it, and, and just like create that open dialogue about it, then I feel like you're going to find a lot more people opening up about it. Right, right, right. So, um, all right, well, kind of getting close to time, so why don't you guys let people know like where they can find your music, any links, anything like that that you would want to want people to look after? Sure, our our handle is Past Life PHL. Um, you can find us on Bandcamp, Past Life PHL at band.bandcamp.com. John Travolta at gmail.com. That's our Gmail <laughs> account. Um, John Travolta <laughs> at Jungus.com. At Jungus. Uh, yeah, I mean, our handle everywhere is Past Life PHL, and that's um, our email. It's, I don't know if that's how you can get to our Spotify, but we're on Spotify. We'll find you guys on Past Life yeah, on Spotify. Yeah, cool. yeah, you just gotta scroll past Thank all the you. Tame and Paula songs. Yeah, um, Instagram, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, LinkedIn, Snapchat, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Uh, we, we just got our MySpace up back and running. You guys yeah. on Tinder too? Yeah, we're on Tinder. Yeah, bands have been doing that. Yeah, they do. Really? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Bands have been doing that. DIY tour postings, like arguments of like, is this like kosher? Yes, to be like a Tinder on band, and like half the people are like. Oh yeah, it's like just creative, like promotional, like things, like yeah. they're just smart, like millennials. And the other half is like, no, this is fucked up. Get off! And it's well, like, that's why? Dumb. I, I don't think it's fucked up. I think it's like I think funny. It's funny. I think it's just another funny shit post thing. I don't think it yeah. hurts anyone. So it's like, what's the big deal? How is that weird? It's, it's like, an app. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a social. Network. <laughs> it's an app it's for like hooking way. up with people. I don't think yeah. it's like 
It's like, oh, you're going to put music on there? That's improper. It's like, it's a sex what? app, yeah. kind of. Is it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Why? Who who takes the time to get mad about that? Like, God. It's like, hey, I just want someone to swipe to come see my show, out. you know? That's yeah. weird, man. Well, we're at, we are at Kids in the, gig, the, uh, swipe right. the basement of Atlantis in Ann Arbor, yeah. a.k.a. Julian Weinstein's house basement. Hey. <laughs> Wine Grimm. Uh, fuck yeah. <laughs> and we got a 30 rack PBR on a plastic folding table. Thanks, Damn, PBR. Right. Yep. Sponsor. Thanks, yep. our sponsor, PBR. PBR. The official drink of Blue Ribbon's first place everywhere. <laughs> they only give out one Blue Ribbon. That's PBR. Um, and Past Life is going to play an impromptu set yes. at about 8 o'clock. And I will, uh, I'll post pics of that too. I'll post pics on the uh, Fuck yeah. Atlantis page. So let me just get this in real quick. Um, so go like the page, go like the podcast page on Facebook. Uh, it's called Invite the Neighbors DIY Music Podcast. And then like and subscribe. Yeah, like and subscribe. Like, honestly, this is my first episode. I don't even know where this is going to end up yet. I'm, I know it's going to be on Spotify. I know I'm going to try to put it on iTunes, Google Play. Um, all those things <laughs> LimeWire so everywhere like yeah LimeWire FrostWire um, Borders Bookstore um, <laughs> Audible I don't fucking know but it's gonna be up somewhere and I will post about it so please 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 share this to your friends like I know you guys will promote this shit to your Definitely. fans and all that come to our show yeah go, go see Past Life go like them online go listen to their music it's fun you know Put their playlist on repeat and go to sleep, and so they get those <laughs> to get those plays. On we need Spotify. those scents in the nighttime, baby. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's it. Thanks. Thanks for, thanks for coming on, guys. Thanks, thanks for, for having us. us. Thanks for coming, guys. Woo!
checks the timer She could be a little bit kinder I believe in astrophysics And the planets that I cannot visit But I hope to one day see them But to be a real in person I believe in forward progress And love a simple promise 